It's time for another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Core Extra Podcast. I'm Kurt. I'm Steve. And thanks everybody for joining us. We have a lot to cover today. As I always say, I don't have any idea how we're going to get all of this squeezed into the little bit of time we have. But luckily, we know the owners of the studio, so we can stay as long as we want. As long as we want. Oh, I should say, our studio audience is back this week. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. It's good seeing everybody. We see a lot of familiar faces. Of course, they are social distance. We take temperatures when they come in. Rectal. Yeah. <laughs> It's for the CDC, sir. Yeah. Please. We, we do that, and um, we have them social distance. Uh, sorry we can't serve any refreshments like we usually do, but it is what it is. Do you notice we get the same people come in since we've been given rectal? <laughs> <laughs> Some of them never leave. No. They just hang out here. Hang I think out I'm here. hot. <laughs> Can someone give me another? <laughs> yes. We got to keep an eye on that one dude. So, Steve, before we get started today, I want to mention a podcast, give a quick acknowledgement to the Infectious Groove podcast. Uh, As I mentioned them before, this is a music podcast with in-depth discussions of all genres, all right? And particularly, their latest episode is on cancel culture. And they talk about how, in their case, uh, specifically speaking, uh, musicians get canceled you know that's a big thing now yeah and they're just talking about the 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 ins and outs of cancel culture as it re, as it relates to musicians and music and it's very interesting conversation so look for that on their one of their latest uh, podcasts and again that's the infectious groove podcast and you can reach them at the infection infectious groove podcast.com don't put the infectious groove podcast.com or you can find them anywhere you listen to podcasts. They're out of Detroit, Motown, oh, Motown. Really? Yeah, yeah. And um, you can reach them. Uh, the founding member you can reach at Odd Pods Media, at Odd Pods Media on Instagram, or at Infectious underscore Pod. Okay, so subscribe to these guys. Listen to them. They always talk about uh, music of most of the genres and uh, things relating to the music industry, particularly vinyl. They're big vinyl guys. That's their whole thing is is listening on vinyl. And they always have great episodes. But this one they get into about cancel culture and how it operates and is it fair. And, um, and then they always leave you some information where you can send them some feedback. You can, you can text them or, or reach them online. And, um, and they always get back with you. They're real good about getting back with you. So check them out, Infectious Groove Podcast. So what have you been up to, man? What have, I know you went to, um, I know you went to the movies the other day, and you oh, wanted to tell me about last it. Last night, this has to be one of the first new movies you've seen in a long yeah, time. Yeah, it really, really has. Yeah. So I, what did you, so what did you see? I saw nobody. Okay, but what movie did you see? Oh, I cracked myself up. <laughs> anyway, I saw the movie Nobody uh, with um, Odenkirk. Oh yeah, uh, Bob Odenkirk. Uh, better call Saul. Yes, I'll tell you. Um, you got to go see it. Really? Oh, yeah. Because you don't expect this guy to be 
a John Wick character. Basically, John Wick's, the guy who wrote John Wick, did this movie. Mm-hmm. But you don't expect him to be, because, you know, you see him in Better, Better Call Saul, uh, Breaking Bad. He's usually a wimpy, conniving mm-hmm. guy. And it starts out that way. He is a wimpy guy. But something sends him over the edge. And he reverts back to what he used to be. So oh, it's one of those deals. Yeah. And he is, he's a badass too. Oh, I mean, yeah? yeah. But there's a little bit of comedy thrown in where there's not in John Wick. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's a little comedy in John Wick, but. But Oldenkirk is more naturally funny than, yes, than Keanu yeah. Reeves. Yeah, he's not too funny, Keanu Reeves. Used to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was before he found out that he could do anything besides Bill and Ted. Oh, right. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But you have got to see this movie. Ooh, I'll check it out. Um, the music in it is great. The music's perfect for the way they set it up. And, um, oh, what the hell's his name? Plays his father. Um, Back to the Future, the old man. Christopher Lloyd? Yeah, plays his father. Oh, does he really? Oh, yeah. And he gets a couple shots in, too, no pun intended. Interesting, because I think I said to you, it's, you, you can't think of Oldenkirk as a action hero, but then and then I think I said to you on the phone, but we didn't think of Liam Neeson as one either. No. Until, uh-uh. until his daughter started getting kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just on time, on cue. Right. <laughs> that was Liam himself. Let me see. I'll come get you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, never mind. We won't talk no more about you. Yeah, well, Liam, yeah, because <laughs> long time ago we were like, what? what is his daughter doing that she gets kidnapped? She gets kidnapped every year she gets taken. She's putting herself into bad situations. Right. But anyway, this was good. Huh? Yeah. So basically, without spoiling it, basically, uh, I hope nobody got kidnapped. I hope that wasn't the no, deal. No, no. Okay. N- nothing like that. But something goes down, and he has to start kicking some ass, right? Yeah, he snaps, kind of. Um, then I hear they, of course, left it open for a sequel. Yeah, you know, um, the per- my girlfriend I was with yesterday said, well, they left that open. Well, you know, if you notice, every movie made now is left open for a sequel. Mm-hmm. If the movie does good, there'll be a sequel. If it doesn't, there won't be a sequel. Right. And they just leave them open at the very end, and that gives them a chance to make more money. Simple as that. But it's worth going back to the theater. Oh, yeah. To see. Yeah, I mean, that's it. to me, that's the only place to see a movie. The theater, certain movies, the theater, and we like to get out to the movies. So, yeah, I I would say it is a must see movie. Really? Yeah, and I and I he may he may win an award for this only because you just don't expect him. But that's me talking. It'll probably be um, somebody. What's the guy used being The Walking Dead? Stephen, which one? Which one? The um, the one that got killed, hit in the head with a baseball bat. Oh, Glenn. Yeah, I forgot his last name. Yeah, he's nominated for a uh, Academy Award, and that movie was up at the Esquire too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is that movie nominated. So 
that movie will probably make a million dollars. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. But uh, I did see another movie last night. Yeah. Okay. So what did you see? North Country. Have you ever seen North Country? Somebody's out in Alaska? Or no, it's about a mine in West Virginia where they treat the women terrible. There's like five women that work there. And it's based on a oh, true story. Oh, that's a true story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first time I saw that last night. And the reason I want to bring it up is... Oh, yeah, that's an old picture. Yeah. An old movie. 2005. Yeah. I um, remember that. Um, There were so many stars in this movie mm-hmm. that were just... Um, I don't know. Well, 2005, they weren't starting out. But mm-hmm. to get a cast like that today, you couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlene... Theron? Theron. Charlize Theron. Yeah. Was in it. Francis McDermott. Oh, of course. Um, Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Who was that? Sean Bean. Oh, okay. He's in it. Woody Harrelson's in it. Mm -hmm. Jeremy Renner's in it. Mm -hmm. Richard Jenkins is in it. You know Richard Jenkins. Mm -mm. Sure you do. Oh, okay. I recognize him. Yeah, he he usually plays the fatherly type. Sissy Spacek was in it. I mean, you just have so many stars. Uh, Michelle uh, Monaghan was in it. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it was just, you couldn't put the thing together today. No, I remember that movie. I, yeah. I believe somebody, maybe Charlize Theron, was nominated for that. Maybe. Because uh, Cor- it, it was a big deal when it came out. Corey Stahl was in that, too. Who's Corey Stahl? Oh, I can't believe you don't know who Corey Stahl is. I'm going to show you the picture, and you have to tell me what show he was in. Corey Stahl, S-T-A-H-L. Oh, he's in everything. What he was, was he in? in oh, he was in The Strain. The Strain. <laughs> if you haven't seen The Strain, check it out if you're a yeah. vampire fan. Oh, The Strain was one of my favorite vampire the series. Yeah. I didn't know that was his real name. He's one of those guys, you yeah. know? Yeah, That I just, you see him all the time, but I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you his name. He plays a thug a lot. A lot. You know, a lot of times. But he was the big hero in The Strain. And his trademark, you know what his trademark is? Bald head. Yeah. He's always bald. Always. In every movie he's in, he's bald. Always. The Strain. Yeah, so check that yeah, out. Yeah, I missed that. I missed but that. But anyway, I wanted to bring that up because I got home late last night, watched that movie. you got to see that movie. Which one? I forget what it was. Which one? <laughs> Nobody or? No. North yeah. Country. North Country. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember North Country. Yeah. That was a big deal because it was true. Yeah. It was the first time I saw it. Yeah, I haven't seen it probably since it came out. But Speaking of movies, should we go into our list? No, I want to tell you what I did the other day first. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I want to tell you what I did. So I was on this website called explorehidden.com, explorehidden.com. And you go in and you select the city, and it gives you these events you can do. One of them. And you should check it out. One of them is a curling league <laughs> that's going to be right here in Cincinnati. Steve and I are convinced that we could get on the curling Olympic team and win a gold medal. We could make an Olympic team. I don't know if we could win the gold. You know, the Swedes and the Finnish. They do it all the they time. They do it all the time. But we'd have a better chance of making that than the pole vault. <laughs> right. Right. So, uh so anyway, so anyway, you get on this website and you look around. So I started looking around, taking a peek around, and we found this thing called Alice Tea Party, based on Alice in Wonderland. You, 
yes, I was wondering what you were bringing that up the whole po- point, and I'm thinking I'm just not getting it. Yeah, it was okay. it was really cool. But but first of all, go on Explorer Hidden, type in your city if it's available to you. They're all over the world. You find all kind of fun stuff. But we went to this Alice in Wonderland themed tea party, and it was pretty good. It was downtown and it's and and uh, right on the banks. Wait a second, you went to this? Yeah, we went to this. We went to this last week. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was so what what it is? I'll, I'll read you what they tell you it is, and then I'll tell you how it went. They, it's it's advertised as an immersive cocktail adventure. Come along on a ninety minute topsy turvy journey into the magical realm of Wonderland, a pop creation taking you through the looking glass and into a very mad and silly world. So it was it was kind. Of, so what happened was they get you in there, and uh, they have people. Dressed up as Alice, the Mad Hatter. What is that hair from Alice in Wonderland? The little hair, the white rabbit, everybody. Oh yeah. And they get yeah, you the rabbit. Yeah, they get you in there and you have to solve these riddles and challenges just like Alice did. And you create these two cocktails. And you go through this whole thing about it's kind of a skit you go through and you're involved in the skit and everything. And it was it was really a lot of fun. It was uh it was really a lot of fun. And it was put on by the Wonderland Bar. So check out that hashtag on Instagram. It's a drinking thing? Yeah, you create two cocktails. And if you look on our Instagram, you'll see I put a little video of one of the cocktails. It like it like uh, smokes like the old witch's brew. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, it does sound. It was. It was pretty good. It, it was pretty good. Uh, it was a lot of fun to go down to. Was Something there a lot different. of people there? It was 15 of us. Oh, so you make it an appointment. It's just not you yeah. show up. No, no, no. You have to get a ticket and go. And um, and Did you and, have to dress up? Well, that's funny you should ask that because some people did dress up. I didn't because I'm not a big Alice in Wonderland fan. I never read the – I mean, I skimmed it, but I really wasn't into the story. But there were some ladies at the table that were all dressed up in different outfits. But, no, we didn't do that. Now, this was at the banks? It was uh, – it's right – around the banks near the Moorline House. Right downtown Cincinnati, the banks is our entertainment district. And it was right down there, yeah. It was pretty cool. But if you look on our Instagram, you'll see the drink we created. And then look at the hashtag, the Wonderland Bar. Check them out. And go to explorehidden.com. They have, um, explorehidden.com has all kind of events in the city. All uh, Sing-alongs, jazz in the park. They have all kind of stuff. And I just stumbled on it. I was just looking around on the web, uh, and somebody put that in on on uh, what you call it, the Twitter, and then I clicked on it. But the Alice in Wonderland thing was fun. Have you ever played the Alice in Wonderland slot game? Yeah, of course. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) of course. With the cat. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, any 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 slot game is out there. I played (laughs) at some point. You know, but you know what though? It's funny switching gears a little bit i try to stay away from those big name slots because i always think well they have to pay that licensing fee so they're not going to pay off i know that's not necessarily accurate but that's i heard what's always that in though my mind. i did hear that but i didn't they have a willie nelson slot machine yeah. downtown and and i'm just thinking they got to pay willie I, I would i think <laughs> they do maybe it's a one-time fee i don't imagine it would cost too much to get willie <laughs> right. i'm sure you could give him just about anything but you know what? You know what's kind of—I don't know if it's sad, but it's just ironic. 
uh, after Michael Jackson died, the Michael Jackson slot machine came out. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, the family was like, we're going to make this money. They got oh. the Elvis slot machine, the Michael Jackson. Madonna has one, though. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton has one. And yeah. um, what's, it, what's that other one? Um, Sex in the City's got oh, one. Oh, yeah. They have a, I won a lot of money on that, though. Did I you? To be honest, yeah. But now, you know the one that looks good and sounds good, but we did no good on it. You and I played it, the uh, um, the Mad Max version with Charlize Theron in it. Oh, that's a crazy one. It's, it's fun, <laughs> yeah. but you don't win anything. No. But, man, it's fun. What is it, what is it called? Fury Road. Yeah. Mad Game Max of Thrones Fury has Road. got one. Game of Thrones. But that Fury Road is fun. Uh, fun. Not you win. Yeah. It's just fun. You know. They got that guy playing that guitar and just shakes the seat. Yeah. If you know what we're talking and about. And that's one of the bonuses, which I never got. But, but uh, one day I'll get back to the casinos because you know it's been like six days. It went yesterday. It's been like six days since I've been. It went yesterday, <laughs> Saturday. I know you I did. actually won. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was up 75 hours, walked out with 45. That's a big win in the casino, Jack. Yes, I was. That's a big win. Won forty-five hours. Hit all these bonuses. That was at uh, Miami Valley. Game. Yeah, we have, we have one that's about twenty minutes north of Cincinnati. It's in uh, what is it, Monroe, Ohio? Yeah, it's right across from an outlet mall. So a lot of times I'll go to the outlet mall, acting like I'm not going to the casino. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Then I'll get to the outlet mall and go, oh, look, it's a casino right across the street. Yeah, you have to go to the casino if you go to the outlet yeah. malls or Trader's World right there. But, you know, last year they had, uh, what was it, a rib fest or something. Beer, beer and brats or some, some kind of outdoor food festival up there. Not at, last year. Not at the last, casino? Yeah, 2019, not 2020. Yeah. And uh, and I went up to that and you, you sit outside and eat and then you go into play. But I just wanted to tell you about that because I'm going to be, I'm going to look on hidden.com and explore hidden.com and find some other stuff this summer to go to because, um, you know, last summer couldn't do anything. No, you couldn't do anything. Uh-uh. But speaking of movies, yes, if you've been following the show, you know that Steve has been counting down the. Top 50 movies that you must see. According to Mental Floss. According to mentalfloss.com, there are 50 movies you must see. Now, we're going to continue our countdown, right? Do you want me to count count them all down again? But before that, I think we should recap. Okay. Let's start at number 50 and work our way down. Casablanca. Number 49, Once Upon a Time in the West. Number 48, and every time we say this, none of us has ever seen it, Grave of the Fireflies. Mm. Number 47, The Prestige. Number 46, The Whiplash. The Whiplash. Whiplash. (laughs) Number 45, Intouchables. 44, Departed. 43, City Lights. 42, Gladiator, one of my favorites. 41, Psycho. 40, Modern Times. 39, American History X. 38, Terminator 2. (coughs) 37, The Pianist. 36, Back to the Future. And... (coughs) 
number 35 on the list. Now, we will, at the end of this whole thing, we will throw some of these out, I know. Yeah, I already have a couple we can throw out. Yeah, I've already got a couple. But I'll have to see who they put in. Right. Number 35. So today we're going to start with 35. Which I'm kind of surprised. Okay. Is the Lion King. Okay. Now, what surprises me, it only got 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, you would think that that would have 100. Easily. Yeah. You know, the Pretty Lion good. King cost $200 million to make, and that's an, an animated. Now, I'm sure they had to pay, you know, the actors. And I, the only one I know that really right off the top of my head is James Earl uh, Jones. Mm-hmm. I almost said. <laughs> who just who just turned 90, by the way. 90. I think. 89 and, or 90. Anyway, that movie made $1.65 billion. So it costs 200 to I can't believe it's 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. Only because everybody saw it. Everybody saw it. And it, and, and the the original cartoon, or that cartoon we're talking about that year, is actually a pretty good movie. I mean, it's really good. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not an animated fan, but it's really good. It's your basic Disney movie. There's a bad guy. There's a good guy, and the bad guy. I mean, it's basically the Jungle Book. You got oh sure. What's his name? The uh, ape or the bear? I mean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, protects the young kid. Sure. And the snake is after him. Right. Right. You know it. Right. So, same thing. Yeah, it was so, good though. I really enjoyed it. I'm surprised it's I'm surprised it's right there though. Now, number 34. I have never seen this movie. All right. 1962, and I am not sure if I am pronouncing this right, okay. but I think I am. But I've n- I don't know if this is the way you, you say the word. Harry hmm. Carey. Hmm. I don't I haven't seen that. H A R A K I R I. I don't know. I've never seen that. I have never. Either. What is that about? I, I'm really not. For, this no. is one that I'm really not familiar 1962, with. 1962. Yeah. 100% Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. What is it about? Basically, takes place in the 1600s. Oh, well. Okay. I'm out. So a man, it's a Chinese, it's a Japanese mm-hmm. based on in the 1600s. Supposedly when you, when, Okay. If you're a samurai, <laughs> I'm trying to get this right. If you're a samurai Ooh. warrior and your warlord dies, right. you're able to come onto his property and commit suicide. Okay, oh, what an honor! Yeah, that's the <laughs> honor. Okay, well, according to the movie, it seems like there's a lot of guys doing this, trying to commit suicide for attention, to show how great they are. And the the guys who own the land now are like, enough's enough, okay? So they literally say, look, you want to commit suicide? Give me your sword. Here's a rusty old piece of bamboo wood, which will make it even worse. So they're basically saying to him, look, you want to do it? It's going to be painful now. Um, you know what? I have to be honest. I've never heard of this movie. <laughs> I haven't either. It seems like I've seen the cover of the movie. I don't know. That's um, a new one for me. And so... And I like old movies. I've just never heard of this one. So I guess when you commit suicide, Harry Carey, 
Then they cut your head off. So you're allowed to pick the three guys to cut your head off. So he picks these three guys. Well, none of them decide to come because they're sick. And they basically are like, I'm not doing it. Oh. Okay, they're not going to cut his head off. So he doesn't get to fulfill his Harry Carey. And this sounds like a stupid-ass movie. (laughs) I'm just... You know, I got to be honest. Whenever I hear any movie in any culture, anywhere, it doesn't matter, American or anywhere, when it's back in 1600s and all of that, I don't don't gravitate towards those. So I'm thinking the 100% Rotten Tomatoes, two people saw it. Now, I might be wrong. Maybe it's great. Look, maybe I just did it bad. Yeah, maybe it's great. It could be great. But I just, I mean, we talked about it before. I've, I've, I've... I've seen and read about a lot of simple movies or they have these way out plots, but they're actually good. Maybe this is good. It's just, but when I hear it's back in the, those days, I turn right off. It sounds to me like it's subtitled too. And I hate subtitled movies. Oh, I don't mind subtitles, but I just, I just, I don't Do you like, w- will you watch a subtitle movie on your phone? That's yeah. a rough one. I have, I have before. That's rough. Yeah, you know, as opposed to see, see, the one thing that you and I are different in is that I actually understand that they have glasses and eye doctors, and you can actually go and get your vision attended to. You don't have to like just leave it, leave go. it go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, that's just a crazy thing that I do. I hand me my cane over there, <laughs> so right. I can get to the door. <laughs> All right. That's number 34. Number, number 33. 33. 33. Usual suspects. Isn't it ironic I said that yeah. earlier? Yeah. And I had no idea you were going to bring that up. Usual suspects. 1995, mm-hmm. 89% Rotten Tomatoes. Kaiser Sose. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. Right. Leads an all-star cast. Yes, yes. He's been one best supporting actor. Yeah. Which he'll never win again. No, no. I don't think he's ever been in a movie Kevin yet. will not be around for a no, long time. No, uh-uh. <laughs> Del Toro's in it. Oh, he's the best. He is. What's my other guy? Gabriel Byrne. He's <laughs> in it. And one of the Baldwins is in it. Yeah, Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin, yeah. And one of my favorite actors is Kevin Pollack. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love him. But, uh, yeah, Del Toro... Mm-hmm. What what can you say about him? He's the best, especially just he just has a look to him. He does. Remember when he played the Wolfman? Yep. Do you remember in the first Sicario when he or was he in the second? Was he in both? I think he was in both. But I know he was in the second. But he's he's good, man. Del Toro's just yeah. good. But that's a that's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's one you got to see. You, you oh, got to see. B- that. Oh wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's not forget that Chaz Palminteri is the pl- plays the detective. I that's mean, right. That's right. Know, another great great actor. So I recommend that one highly. That might stay on the list. But you know what? I could bump every one of these movies that they said there's in a, the end. I got to see what. Yeah, I got to what, see what's what, coming. You know what's coming? Because I could I could bump a few easily. Bunch of small time crooks, you know, and they're just hilarious. If, if there's anybody that is listening to this that hasn't seen the usual suspects back now, you need to switch off and just go watch it. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Number 32. This is number 32. Remember, Amy McMahon? Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> have, you, have you seen this movie? I've not seen this movie. 
Leon the Professional. Oh, hell yeah. I didn't see that. You never saw that? No. No, uh-uh. Yeah. That's Natalie Portman's yeah. first movie. Yeah. 1994. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, 74%. Yeah. I bet you've seen it. You know what? If I have... Because here, it was just released as The Professional. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he plays the hitman. And Natalie Portman is literally like 14 yeah, or she, 15. Yeah, she's 12 years old. 12. Okay. And I didn't know she was that old. I didn't know she was that young. Yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman's in it, mm-hmm. and I never can remember this guy's name. I had to write it down, and I may be pronounce his name wrong. I'm gonna say it says Jean Rene, but I'm gonna say Jean. Jean. It's Jean. Jean Renault. Yep. He plays in the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, 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 yeah he, he's great. He is, and you never know because he can be a good guy and a bad guy in the same Easily. movie. And the, ironically, you say that because in this. He's kind of a good guy and a bad guy. Yeah, he's a hit man. Yeah. yeah. But he's, he gets hooked up with uh, Natalie Portman's character, and he you see another side of him. You know what I mean? And uh, it's really, you should watch that. That's really good. You know, now it's coming back. I'm sure you've seen it. I'm sure you've seen it. I, I liked his character, but there's really only one hit man, mm-hmm. and that's uh, the dude that used the nail gun. No Country for Old Men. Mm. Do you know? I can't remember his name. Anton. Anton, yeah. Uh, sh- Anton Sugar. Sugar, okay, yeah. I knew I... I, I <laughs> now, he's a badass. Oh, he was pretty In bad. that movie. I mean, he is... There, there's something wrong with him. Yeah, there's something wrong with him. Other than the fact he's a hitman, there's something yeah, wrong yeah, with him. Yeah. I mean, he he uses the nail gun in that. <laughs> <laughs> Saves on bullets. Yeah. Man, what a good movie. I got to watch that again. Yeah, he, he is. Um, no country like I for said. old men. That's one of my favorites. Seriously, it is. You know, you we talked about Leon the Professional. You know, I've met Natalie Portman a few times. Really? Yeah. Um, she had a relative that lived, was a neighbor of mine. And when she would come into town, she would visit the relative, and um, and I would see her, and just I mean, look, me and Natalie Portman are not friends, but I would see her regularly when she came into town, and I'd speak, oh hey, hey, how you doing, blah blah blah, like that. Very nice lady. And you never got her on the Core Extra podcast. This was a long time ago. This was I, before I, wait, wait the podcast. Wait a minute, I can tell you exactly when it was, because her relative told me when. She said, Natalie is taking me to the Golden Globes. And I think Natalie Portman won a Golden Globe that year. And then later on won an Oscar for Black Swan. But it was before all of that 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 uh, she would come in. This was years ago, years it, ago. Do you, are you still able to in contact with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. No. But, yeah, so uh, when I met her a few times, she seemed like a nice lady. Um. Number 31. Mm-hmm. This is the last one, right? This is the last one. All right, number 31. This I is a big one. I saw this movie. I don't, I didn't care for it. I thought it was kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Interstellar. That well, was okay. 2014, 72% Rotten Tomatoes. Is that McConaughey? McConaughey. Yeah. Michael Caine. Um, you know, I'm still, until she calls the Porridge podcast, uh-huh. and says something, it's still Annie Hathaway. <laughs> 
Okay. Right. Now, if she wants to be called Ann, I understand right. she does. She's going to have to call the Core Extra Podcast. She can call us and tell us. Yeah. But to right. us, she's little Annie. Little Annie. Well, I can tell you this. I know this for sure. When we get to throw out, so if there's 50 movies, we'll probably get to throw out five of a piece or ten or piece. I know I would throw out Interstellar. Oh, God. Yes. I know I would throw that out. Yes. I know it got all these accolades, but to me, it, that was just a run-of-the-mill science fiction movie. Nothing wrong with it, but no. it was just a run-of-the-mill science fiction movie. No, so I know I would throw Interstellar out. I mean... Of the 50. I could think of 50 movies. I can think of 50 more movies before Interstellar, just right off the top of my head. Yeah, I... And, you know, eight of them would be Godzilla movies, and then another eight would be The Predator. Yeah, and then Alien. <laughs> and then the Aliens. No, but, I, but no, but really, I'm surprised that's... What number is that? 31. Oh, yeah, nah. Yeah. So you telling me, you you if I had to suggest to somebody... I would tell them watch Interstellar before you watch The Usual Suspects. Yeah. Or before you watch Casablanca. Yeah. No. No. So, in recap. Let's recap. Recap. They are number 35 is The Lion King. Watch Interstellar before The Lion King. Yes. Number 34 is Harry Carey. Mm -hmm. Number 33 is The Usual Suspects. Number 32 is hold on man I got it wrote down here yeah <laughs> draw the line yeah what movie <laughs> uh draw the line here is um wait a minute wait a minute uh cool hand Luke nope oh no nope Leon the professional mm-hmm. and interstellar come on see I'm a bigger Star Trek fan Oh, yeah. You remember when Picard called uh, mm-hmm. Worf a coward? No, I don't. When no. The, when the, uh, when the um, what are the dudes that simulate, simulate you? The Borg. Oh, the Borg. Remember they took over the ship and Re- that's, well, that's when, what's her, uh, what's her name? Is that Seven of Nine? No, no, this is, <laughs> this was the movie. She's not even in this. Oh, okay. She's in. She's in the series. Who are we talking about? Whoopi Goldberg? No. no. Is it Alfrey Woodard? Yeah, Alfrey Woodard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like her. Okay. She's the one in that. And remember, Picard tells uh, Worf, because he doesn't want to fight no more. He wants to give up the ship. Mm-hmm. And he tells him, you're a coward. Mm-hmm. And she says, because he's got all the ships in there. Play with your little toys. Mm-hmm. It's time to leave. Right. See, he's going to fight to the death. Because remember, he was a Borg. See, he got I turned into a Borg at one time. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't watch any of those other Star Treks. I mean, I know LeVar Burton was in one. I just know I just know like like pieces of it. I know Whoopi Goldberg was in it, was in one. Denise Richards was I know Picard. Then they had some other guy that was a captain for a while. I never got into all those different iterations of Star Trek. Not for any negative reasons. It's just I didn't watch them. So I know who the Borg are. That's assistance. Resistance is futile, right? Yeah. yeah. I must have seen that movie. Because it wasn't in a movie that, with the Borg. Was it a movie with the Borg? Or yeah. Or just yeah. a series? 
Yeah, it was. They had a movie. Yeah, but they come every once in a while in the. Uh, then I've seen the movie. Yeah, and then I know. I know. Somehow Kirk and Picard got together somehow through some. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, but no, I'm not fired up about that. Speaking of t- Star Trek, I meant to tell you that, uh, you know, uh, LeVar Burton. Mm, yeah. You know, he came off of the uh, the big roots thing, and mm-hmm. they cast him into uh, LaForge on there. Gordy, Jordy LaForge. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric LaSalle was offered that job and turned it down. Oh, dude. You remember Eric LaSalle from? Yeah. Uh, he was on ER. ER, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was in other stuff, too, but it, yeah. he was in ER. But yeah. anyway... That's all I want to tell you, but we will stop right there. But we're going to have a show on how about people who were turned down for roles. Oh, yeah. I kind of like that. That's a good idea. I can go on and on After about that. After we do the uh, 50. 50. Yeah, I can so go anyway, on and on I've about that. I've got mine. That's it. I still can't get over Interstellar. I'm marking on my official list here. Of course, I have an official list. Um, you know I have a list staff in the back that just keeps lists for me. They have a list of all of my lists. <laughs> well, yeah, there's two interns back there, <laughs> you know. So write down Interstellar. Interstellar, that's going off of the list. I can tell you that right now. I mean, right now. unless the list just gets worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. We already took your temperature. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the, so that goes off the uh, That goes list. off the list. I can tell you that for sure. Yeah. So, Steve, have we heard from any listeners this yes, week? Yes, we have. Oh, have we? After last year's question. Last or last year? Last week's question mm-hmm. of, if you remember, mm-hmm. since they think we know everything. Right. If you eat yourself, mm-hmm. will you disappear or become twice as big? Right. Our new question is... I guess they figure we're experts on everything. What does a quarter till four mean? Like, why is it called that? Because a quarter is worth 25 cents. So why is it 15 minutes? That's not a bad question. What? That's not a bad question. It's it's, you have a quarter of an hour until it's four o'clock. But a quarter is 25 cents. Uh, oh, 25. But, yeah, but 15 is one quarter of 60. But one quarter of a dollar is 25. Yeah, one quarter of 100 so is 25. What does, why does a quarter till four mean? Like, why is it called that? Because a quarter is worth 25 cents. So why isn't it called 15? To the hour. To the hour. Well, I know the answer to that. I already gave it. Where's that, that person from? Good. Is that Amy from Pottsdale? No. Oh, who is that? And here's another one, too. I'm so lost. Isn't the NFL just for the U.S.? How does New England have a team? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you Bill, our pilot, wrote that. <laughs> you need to turn off that email. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Steve, what have we learned today in this in this jam-packed episode, we've learned that Alice in Wonderland is available in uh, Cincinnati, downtown Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> we've also learned that Interstellar does not no. belong on 
the on the list. I don't care what anybody says. Seventy-two percent of the people think so. But what, what, they're whatever, wrong. they're wrong. We've learned that Rotten Tomatoes is a lot of times wrong. Rotten. We <laughs> exactly. And um, the last thing we learned, or one of the last things we learned, is you must listen to the Infectious Groove podcast. Because out of Detroit, Michigan, a good podcast group that talks about music of all genres. Specifically, they get in, they listen on vinyl. Vinyl's a dying art, a dying uh, medium, I should say. But starting to make a comeback, I think. See the movie Nobody. You gotta see the movie Nobody. You know, you have to see that with Oldenkirk. Oldenkirk. Yeah, it's just as good as uh, John Wick, according to Steve. It's. Yeah, and take your own. And violent. <laughs> well, I figured that, you know. But other than that, Steve, I think it's time to tell everybody. That, oh, for, first, before we go, thank the studio audience for being here. It's good to have everybody back in again. And maybe next week we can figure out how we can go back to serving refreshments. Yes, and we need more thermometers. <laughs> I don't think one is enough. Not is one it? is not enough. One is not enough. You know, one is not enough. Thank you, sir. We got to get security here. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Kurt. I'm Steve. We'll see you guys next week. Sir, sir, really, put that down. <laughs>